remind you. I want to talk just for a few minutes tonight from the subject, remember, remember. Can you uh, just bump your neighbor, make sure they're awake, tell them, remember, remember, remember. I don't know. They were kind of rude. Look at one more person, tell them, remember, <laughs> remember. I was expecting a little more energy. Remember. Do you remember? The, hey, come on. We, we just sing Christian music in here. Stop that. Remember. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for the Holy Spirit. Thank you today that you are setting us free from the spirit of fear. And tonight you are releasing power, love, and a sound mind upon every person. I pray that right now you'd be the glory and the lifter of our head. Lift our eyes above the circumstance and above the storm and above the wind and the waves that we may see Jesus tonight. Because I know that if we see you, Jesus will never be the same. So Holy Spirit, just come and do what only you can do. What I cannot do and what gift cannot do, what talent cannot do, what, what even just trying in our own efforts cannot do. Holy Spirit, I know what you can do in a moment. So we ask you to speak tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, everybody. Uh, every one of us in this room is born with two fears. I don't know if you know this, but it's been scientifically proven. We're all born with the same two fears. We are born with the fear of falling, and we're born with the fear of loud noises. That's why we swaddle babies uh, when they're young, because if you don't, you know, they'll shake themselves awake. And so we're born with the fear of falling. That's why when you look, you know, over a high ledge, you get that little queasy feeling. Y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all know that feeling? Like, don't jump, you know what I mean? And so God put that in you. And he also put in us the fear of loud noises. That's why whenever we hear a loud noise, we all do the same thing. <laughs> And if you're Mexican, you sound like your grandmother. I. How many know it's the truth? Like you can't hear a loud noise and have swag. You know what I mean? You can't hear a loud noise and go, whoa, I heard that. I'm here to help. No, we all do the same thing. As if dropping an inch is going to like do something. You know what I mean? Oh, thank God I did that because it just saved my life. So we're born with the fear of falling. We're born with the fear of loud noises. We're only born with those two fears. But now we're prescribed thousands and thousands of fears. People are afraid of flying. People are afraid of the dark. People are afraid of public speaking. People are afraid of spiders. People are afraid of dogs. People are afraid of cats. That's justifiable. People are afraid of all kinds of different things. Now, uh, where did we get these fears? If, if God did not give us a spirit of fear, and if we were not born with those fears, that lets me know that we learn these fears. <laughs> we pick them up. And I would say even more than learning them, we believe them. We believed a lie that we could not speak in public. We believed a lie that we could not fly in an airplane. We believed a lie that, that that's why we go to bed at night and we have to cover our feet. You are 30 and you have to cover your feet. What am I talking about? I am 34 and I got to cover my feet because the boogeyman's going to get me. Come on, somebody. It's just, it's just the scientific fact. But he cannot break the barrier of my covers. It's proven. It's the helmet of salvation. Well, we learn this. We learn to be afraid. We learned these fears. We believed these fears. But friend, I got good news for you. If you learned it, you can unlearn it. 
And if you believed it, you can replace that lie with the truth of God's word. And I believe what God wants to do in our generation especially is he wants to set us free from fear and intimidation. And tonight, friend, the Holy Spirit can set you free from fear and intimidation. And I believe he's going to do it tonight in Jesus' name. Anybody believe that? Say amen, everybody. Come on. So we learned these fears. We picked up these fears. We've, we've been taught to be afraid. We've been taught to be afraid of failing. We've, we've been taught to just be intimidated. I'll never forget when I was um, a little kid. I was probably eight, ten years old. And I joined this like little kid, you know, like basketball league. And I know that makes a lot of sense because I obviously have the body of a basketball player. Like, I was born for this. I know some of y'all were checking me out. Like, what does he do? Keto, intermittent fasting, CrossFit, vegan. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do burritos. Okay, that's what I do. Amen, everybody. I do cheeseburgers. Okay, that's my... <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Some of y'all don't know if you can laugh at my pain. Go ahead. It's okay. Just judge me. It's all right. And so... uh so, so I, was, I was in this little basketball league, and I'll never forget, my friend stole the ball. We were playing defense. My friend stole the ball, and he began to run down the court. And I, I remember him looking at me across the court saying, come on, let's go. And I knew what was going to happen. I knew we were going to run down the court. He's going to feed me the ball, and I was going to go for a layup. And I immediately, I, could, I can still remember it like this. He came over me, and I knew he was going to pass me the ball, and I was going to miss. Like, I just knew it. I, just, I, I mean, I was eight, but I just knew it. So what I did is I began to slow down. And instead of being in front of the teams, I just kind of fell in line with the teams. Instead of leading the charge, I just kind of became a part of the crowd. Friend, I think that's what fear does. We're in the game, but we're not making an impact. We're existing, but we're not living. We're, we're, we're part of culture, but we're not a counterculture. We're, we're in the world, but we're not making an impact in the world. We end up repeating history instead of making history. And we live a good life. It's a safe life. It's a comfortable life. But it isn't the God life that he has for you that can make an incredible impact. And friend, we love to be comfortable. But the life that God has for you isn't always comfortable, but you're going to have to break out of intimidation, break through the crowd, break through what other people are going to say, and actually step out by faith. And if you will do it, God will meet you every time. And friend, we're currently in a culture of fear. We're in a culture of panic. You never turn on the news and hear good news, ever. You never turn on the news and there's Anderson Cooper, you know, petting a, a puppy, just like, guys, isn't life so great? Smile, kiss your wife. You know, no, that doesn't happen. And whether it's Fox News or CNN, it doesn't matter. We are in a culture of fear right now. Fear sells. We're in a culture of worry. Jesus actually said, you would know we're getting close to the end, Luke 21, because the people, they're going to be terrified. We live in the fear of war and we live in the fear of disease, and we live in the fear of natural disaster. It's all around us, and it's a spirit that's trying to intimidate us. And I think it's specifically on this generation, because even, even me at 34, I didn't feel it the way some of you feel it. When, when we grew up, when Nick and I were in youth ministry, we weren't singing songs like, you make me brave, and 
I'm no longer a slave to fear. That, that, didn't even, that doesn't even really compute with us. But I've realized that those kind of songs are so prophetic and they're so important to this generation because this generation is under an attack of fear like we've never seen before. So we need prophetic songs like this because we're under a new spiritual attack that must be broken and it's not gonna be broken by just thinking positive thoughts. It's gonna be broken by the prophetic word of the Lord. When we speak God's word, we sing God's praises and the fear and the intimidation, it can break. I want you to catch that in 2 Timothy chapter one. The best Greek word there is not fear, but it's intimidation. The enemy just wants us timid. See, the devil knows he can't stop you, so he's just trying to intimidate you. He's trying to slow you down. He's trying to get you to believe that the worst is always going to happen. The spirit of fear wants us quiet. The spirit of fear wants us intimidated. The spirit of fear wants our head down, never believing, feeling powerless, giving up before we even try. But I declare in the name of Jesus that tonight fear is breaking off of you. And I believe that what the Holy Spirit did for me in October of 2003, when God completely set me free from fear, I believe he's going to do it for you tonight. Can I hear an amen? Acts chapter 18, check it out. Here's the remedy for fear. Acts chapter 18. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul. I believe God spoke to Paul at night because most fear comes upon us at night. And I want you to hear this. Read the book of Acts and read all through the scripture. You'll never see Paul talk about the fear that he was dealing with. He, he never spoke about it. He never, he never uh, preached about it. He never taught about it. But it was obviously something that he was battling because God's about to tell him not to be afraid. See, fear is an internal spiritual cancer that is on the inside and it's trying to destroy you from the inside out. So Paul never talked about the fear, but it was obviously something that was so great on him that the Lord Jesus himself has to talk to him one night. And here's what he says, do not be afraid. Now, I think that's kind of where we stop in Pentecost. That's where we stop in in the charismatic churches, we just say, praise God, hallelujah, have some faith and don't be afraid, praise God. <laughs> hallelujah, glory to God. But God doesn't stop there. God doesn't say, toughen up, stop being a scaredy cat. No, no, no. Jesus is about to give the remedy for fear. Look at this. Do not be afraid. Here it is. Keep on speaking. <laughs> oh boy, this is going to be good. I can feel it in my bones. Do not be afraid. Do not be silent. For I am with you. God says, don't be afraid, but here's how you're going to break fear. Keep talking. God says, do not be afraid, but here's how you're going to, you're not just going to whisper. You're not just going to talk at a low voice. Uh, you're going to get a little attitude. You're going to get a little wild. You're going to get a little 
Pentecostal. You're going to get a little, you're going to get a little crazy. You might make your friends feel a little uncomfortable. You might, you might pray at a level that your roommates might think, what are they doing in their room right now? You might, you might have to pray at a level that when you're in your car, people look into your car and they think you, you must be on Bluetooth and you must just be screaming at your boyfriend. But what they don't know is you're praying with some attitude. You're praying with some unction. You're praying with some Holy Ghost anointing because he says, keep on speaking, don't be silent. Hear me, friends, speaking God's word is the antidote for fear. Speak God's word, sing God's praises, declare the promise of God, and don't stop over and over and over and over. See, listen to me. Fear is on the inside, but it's not broken by just thinking your way out of it. Fear is on the inside, but it's broken on the outside. Ah. Fear is on the inside, but it's broken with your words. So there's this battle going on in your mind, but you don't break it by just thinking your way out of it. You break it by beginning to declare the word of God. Hear me, friend. A silent church is a dying church. A silent church is a dying church. A church that doesn't know how to pray is a dying church. A church that doesn't know how to worship is a dying church. Because if we are not talking, we are letting the internal battle get the best of us. So God says you need to sing, you need to praise, you need to clap, you need to celebrate, you need to declare my promise, you need to stand on my word, and if you will, the thing that's on the inside is going to get broken. I think we should make some noise real quick. Come on, break that thing right now. Oh, come on, take 10 seconds and clap your hands. I believe people are being set free right now. Do not be silent and do not stop talking. Faith believes something good is going to happen. But fear believes something bad is going to happen. And the enemy wants us to live there, believing the worst. Fear is a liar, and after fear lies to you, fear paralyzes you. Fear will stop more people than failure ever will. But God says, do not be afraid. I have not given you a spirit of fear. And I believe tonight fear it's going to be broken over your life. Let me give you four things tonight God's going to set you free from. Here's the first one. God tonight is going to set people free from the fear of man. Some of y'all are so afraid of what people think about you. <laughs> but here's what Proverbs 29, 25 says. The fear of man, it's a snare. It's a trap. Now let me tell you about this trap. In the, in the Bible days, it was a large trap that would... That would clinch on to big animals. It wouldn't kill them, it would just stop them. They're, they're, they're living, but they're not moving. They're watching other things move and other things thrive, but they're not able to. They're not going forward, they're not going backward, they're just stuck. And the Bible says that if you 
will let the fear of man control you. You won't move forward. You won't move backwards. You're just going to be stuck. You're going to watch other people thrive, other people prosper, other people move into their destiny, but you're just here in this moment and you can't break out of it. And God says, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to break the spirit of fear that you are so afraid of what people think about you. Who cares what people think about you? Like for real. I don't know if I post this picture, is anybody gonna like it? Who cares? Like, what, what are we living for? Hear me, people's opinion of you is none of your business. <laughs> like, I hope you like me. I really do, I, I'd, I'd love for you to love me, but I'm gonna go home tomorrow, my wife loves me, and my baby girl loves me, and my dog loves me. And Jesus loves me. So like, if you're not crazy about me, we cool. Listen, we, we can get so bound to this thing. What are people gonna say? What are people gonna think? What are people gonna do? Are people gonna like me? Listen, the fear of man is a snare, but God wants to set you free from that thing tonight. You, you can live with a, a godly Holy Spirit confidence that says, I love you and I respect you but I know the call of God on my life and I'm gonna keep moving forward. And, and I hope we can do this together, but if we can't, I'm still going after God. Don't live under the fear of man. Number two, God tonight wants to set you free from the fear of the future. The fear of the future. It is so easy. Here's where the enemy wants us. He wants us convinced that it's just getting worse, so why even try? <laughs> I mean, the world's just getting darker and darker. Why even try? Why are we even trying to win people? Why are we even trying to be an influence? Why are we even trying to build this ministry? Why are we even trying to serve? Why are we even trying to help? I mean, it's just getting worse and worse. The, fear, the, the future's just getting worse and worse. Listen to me. You do not need to fear the future. Here's what God says about the future. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. I have plans to give you a hope and a future. Jesus has a future for you. And friend, it is not bad, it is good. Jesus has a future of blessing for you. Jesus has a promise of good things for you. Jesus has a better day for you. Jesus has a promise over you and your family and the generations that are to come from your life. Listen to me, friend, you don't have to fear the future. I'm not really sure what the future holds, but I know who holds the future and I know God is in my future. I know Jesus is planning my future. He said it like this, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Friend, that's more than heaven. That's your tomorrow. That's your next week. That's your next month. That's your next year. He's preparing your spouse. He's preparing your future. He's preparing your business. He's preparing your children. Come on, somebody, you don't have to fear the future. God is planning your future, and God is not afraid of your future. You don't have to fear your future. Oh. David said it like this, Psalm 27, I would have given up, I would have lost hope, unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, I would have quit now if I wouldn't have believed for a better future. Friend, your greatest days are not behind you. 
They're right in front of you. Don't quit now. Just because it hasn't worked doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. There's a better day for you. There's a better relationship for you. There's, there's a better opportunity for you. God is in your future preparing your future. Do not fear the future. Number three. Number three is the fear of failure. The fear of failure. What if it doesn't work? Hey, what if it does work? What if I pray and I don't get the answer? What if you do? What if I try that business and it doesn't work out? What if it really does work out? What if I ask that girl out and she says no? What if she says yes? Fellas, anybody? Hello? Y'all still out there? Like we are so afraid of failure. Failure is not fatal. Failure is actually good for you. Because it humbles you. I would rather try and fail and go to bed at night and say, at least I tried. Then go to bed at night and go, I wonder what could have happened, should have happened, might have happened. Homie, walk up to the finest girl tonight and just say, I love how you worship. Now I'm on a budget, but I'd like to take you out. Who cares if she says no? Try something. Try that business. Go for that scholarship. Try for that job that you're not qualified for. We do believe in the favor of God. We do believe in open doors. My wife asked me, she said, Javen, what's your, what's your biggest fear about this whole church planning thing? And I said, well, I guess my fear is that no one shows up. Like, that would be awkward, right? <laughs> And so I go, I guess it's just fear of failure. And she goes, well, you know, the good thing is if we, if we try it and no one shows up, we'll just, we'll just move. I was like, that's incredible. Like, I know I have some friends at Lakewood. I know, I know Pastor Joel will let me at least be a janitor here. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna make it. I've been a janitor before at a church. I'll do it again. I've done it again. Okay, so like, so we're trying. We're in Vegas, we're swinging. We're praying, we're fasting, we're believing God, we're loving people. So far some people are showing up. I don't know what week three holds. All I know is I'm trying. And, and even if it just bombed, even if it just tanked, and I don't think it's going to, at least I can say, man, I tried. You ever try to plan a church? What? You ever try to meet a budget? What? You ever try to set up church in a, in a, in a middle school cafeteria? Yo, I'm better because of it so far. I would rather try and fail than never try at all. Failure isn't that big of a deal. And hear me, every attempt to obey God honors God. Even if you miss it, even if you miss it, just the attempt to honor him, just the attempt to obey him, it still honors his heart. God is honored by our faith. Do not fear Failure. Ask that girl out, dude. Like, I just got to go back to this because, because the research shows that most first dates in America, the, 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 the guy and the girl don't know if they're on a date or if they're just hanging out. Like, homie, make it super clear. Like, I am not trying to be your friend. 
Like, I don't need another BFF. I got a mama. I'm looking for a girl. Like, just go. And then, and ladies, ladies, don't say no. Why do y'all say no all the time? <laughs> Thank you. Where's this frustrated man of God? Just like, just say yes. I don't think he's attractive. Free dinner. He's not that cute. Free movie. Movies are like $400,000 now to go to a movie. Girl, get you your movie, your popcorn, and your soda. Like, just go. And by the way, when you go, you might just hit it off. You might go, you know what? He's ugly, but boy, he cute. <laughs> I'm going to get this guy some braces. We're going to make it. Come on, somebody. Just try something. What if we go on a date and it's awkward? It's not going to be awkward. Eat your dinner. Call it a night. Say, Jimbo, it was fun. It ain't happening again. Thank you for the meal. That's over. Try it. Here's how Pastor, here's how Pastor Jensen says. He says, Javen, step out and then find out. Step out and then find out. And hear me, I think so much of this is that we are, we are waiting on this perfect situation before we step out. It's never gonna be perfect. People said, well, are you ready to plant a church? I said, no, but I wasn't ready to be married. Are you ready to plant a church? I wasn't ready to be a dad. <laughs> Just step out. You figure it out with God. Don't fear failure. Last thing, we could have the worship team come up. It's the international sign that church is almost done. <laughs> Y'all enjoying this word? Is your faith being built? Come on, give God a shout. I got one more in me. I'm telling you, you're going to be set free tonight. God set me free from fear. He's going to set you free from fear. Number four, the fear of the enemy. God's gonna set you free from the fear of the enemy. Some of y'all are so afraid of what the devil might do. Listen to me. You don't have to fear the enemy because your enemy is a defeated foe. <laughs> Jesus conquered the devil on the cross. The devil don't even have keys to his own house. Jesus rose from the dead with the keys of death, hell, and oh man, I wish I could get a witness from somebody. You don't have to fear what the enemy might do to you. Here's Luke chapter 10 verse 19, the words of Jesus. I've given you authority. I've given you authority. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. You do not need to fear the enemy because the blood of Jesus is on you. The authority of Jesus Christ is upon you. I'm telling you, your enemy has already been defeated. The heel of Jesus crushed the head of the devil. And you're free from the fear of the enemy. And even when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will set up a standard against him. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, God said, I will condemn it. 
This is the inheritance of the saints. This is the blessing of being a child of God that no matter what comes your way, I do not have to fear because God is with me and God is for me. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Come on, give him a shout of praise real quick. Javen, you're going to live in Vegas? You're going to raise your daughter in Vegas? Yeah, I'm going to raise my daughter in Vegas. Is Vegas dark? What's Vegas? I don't know. I don't live that way. I'm not intimidated by that kind of stuff. I stay too close to Jesus. I'm too close to the light. I don't even know about the darkness. I don't, I don't go there. I'm too busy loving people and serving people. I'm too busy loving Jesus. Listen to me, friend. You don't have to fear the darkness. The light of God is upon you. You are salt. You are light. So Timothy, got to get to my text here. I never got to it. That was all my intro. Let me give you my text real quick. I'm, I'm done. I need keys or I'm going to preach all night. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, Timothy was afraid. Timothy was this young pastor who had explosive growth in his ministry. And he didn't really know how to lead the church and lead himself and lead the elders and lead and there was all this drama going on in the church they, they say Timothy was in his early 20s and in Ephesus would have had a church of over 20,000 people and he, and, and he couldn't handle it. it literally made him sick and Paul said bro you got to drink some wine you got to take some medicine you're sick man Timothy was afraid Timothy was intimidated right in the will of God but he was afraid and Paul Paul talks to him and, and he, says, he says Timothy I need to remind you of something now, now listen Paul could have said Timothy look at all the great things that are going on in your life Timothy look at the blessing of God all around you but he didn't Paul could have said, Timothy, look into the future. God has so much for you, but he didn't. The Apostle Paul said, Timothy, can you just look back for a second? And can you see the faithfulness of God? Hey, Timothy, can you go back to being that scrappy teenager in Acts 19? When I saw this call on you and I saw this anointing on you and I laid my hands on you. And when I laid my hands on you, the Holy Spirit came upon you and you began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Timothy, remember that encounter? Remember how good God has been to you? Timothy, do you remember the faithfulness of God? Timothy, just look back for one moment and remember his faithfulness. This is why I remind you. And then he says in verse 8, do not stop speaking God's word. Did you catch that? We never, we never read verse 8, but he says, he says, never stop speaking. Isn't that interesting that the very thing Paul told Timothy, Jesus told Paul. <laughs> Jesus told Paul, don't be afraid, keep talking. And now Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, don't be afraid, keep talking. Now Jabin's talking to you and I'm saying, don't be afraid, keep talking. 
You don't have to live with that intimidation. You don't have to live with that fear. You just keep declaring what God has said. You watch what he'll do in your life.